Luz Cabrales of Scranton Films. When I first learned about this tour, it was through a friend. And they say, if you really want to see people doing creative stuff, you should check out the Dunmore Cemetery tour. And I looked it out through Facebook and I was going through the pictures, but it doesn't give it justice. You know, you see it in the pictures and you're like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. But then when you're there, when you're there and you see the amount of people that she brings in, you see it in the license plates. You know, they're coming from New York. They're coming from New Jersey. They're coming from all over the area. So that's very exciting to see that because usually you hear is like, well, yeah, they're coming for a cemetery tour that's scary and everything. But this particular one, they're not. They're coming here for the history. They're coming here for that. And, and I think that's very exciting because you also see a lot of young people. And I, I think that's a, that's a plus on anything to involve young people to be interested in history like that. And just the crowds, they're magnificent. And, and I was overwhelmed as well. I was like, am I even going to be able to tell the story the way I want to tell it to portray this tour, the players and Julie, the way they should be? Filmmaker Luz Cabrales, who has told the story well, speaking about the annual Dunmore Cemetery tour presented by the dearly departed players under the direction of founder and artistic director Julie Esty. This year marks the return of the players to take their places among the monuments and headstones to tell the real-life stories of those who have been laid to rest on those grounds. We're invited to join the walking tour October 2nd and 9th, Sundays, at no charge. We had a chance to speak by phone with Julie Esty to learn more. This year, after two years of doing a drive-through tour, the players are back in the cemetery They will be out there doing their usual thing with their monologues, and and we absolutely cannot wait to see the public in in person again because the drive-through, you know, they would drive-through, we would wave, and we really didn't get to speak too much to anybody, but we really missed everybody. So we're really glad that we can go back to our usual way of doing things, and, and we just can't wait. We're so excited. We're so excited about this tour. For people who are just learning about the Dunmore Cemetery Tour, explain how it unfolds, how you all are stationed throughout the cemetery and how people walk from place to place. The first two Sundays of every October, the dearly departed players are in the Dunmore Cemetery. And what happens is a very large group of audience attendees congregate at the cemetery gates. And at 2 o'clock, we start that huge group of people walking through the cemetery and they will stop at different locations throughout this year because we're just getting back to being live again we're we're doing a much more compact tour they'll get 11 or 12 stops throughout the cemetery and you walk from place to place and you will meet people who are buried in the cemetery and they'll tell you their little story and then you go on you, you visit with the next person and they'll tell you their story And, you know, some of the stories are sad. Some of them are are very happy. This year with the tour, we've addressed everything that we've been through over the last two years. I mean, how could we not? And, of course, in, in the usual dearly departed player fashion... It's not all gloom and doom. When, when we're talking to folks, we've managed to put some really, really lighthearted moments on the things that have happened to us over the last two years, and we, we are sending folks off with, with a, wonderful, wonder, a few wonderful messages of hope when we're finished. 
In fact, we've even managed this year after we address everything that's gone on with COVID and the isolation and whatever, we've managed to even even work in the passing of the queen. So we, we try to keep things current and always keep that ray of hope at the end. You all are not just standing there in your street clothes usually, right? You have a sense of the theatrical about this. So we get to see you in costume and you have memorized what you're going to say. So we really feel like we're encountering someone from maybe last year or 100 years ago. Right. This year, most of them are from, I'd say they're speaking anywhere from the 1890 to maybe 1930. And they are in costume. They're dressed. And in fact, some of them have some really cool props this year that are from the 1880s. We do things like that. The woman who has the best props this year, Christine Magici, she's portraying a woman who is buried in the home of the friendless section. And the folks back there just have stones that have numbers on them. They're not identified. Well, over the years, I managed to identify a good number of them. And the woman that Christine McGeechee is portraying, I've, I've identified her. She had an amazing life in Kodiak, Alaska. She did amazing things there. And I managed to find a photograph of her. So she's not, she's not just a number anymore. So there, there's a lot going on with these tours. It's not just all gloom and doom and just a walk. There's, there's so much that goes into them. And that's an example, Julie, of the research that you have been doing for decades now about who is in the cemetery and the real stories of people who are buried next to each other and part of the community in that way. Yeah, and and we can look at what what's happened to us over the last two or three years and, and think, oh, this is awful. But when I go through my records, I've got so many people out there who experienced what we've all experienced, and what they have to say can help so many of us today. So, you know, I went through my drawers, and of course I have people who were, who were extremely isolated, people who were in the pandemic, people who were nurses, and they have some really, really wonderful messages to pass on. And therefore, what you're doing is allowing them to speak beyond their time to share that wisdom. Right. Robert Powell from the Carbondale Historical Society always says they get one more chance to say something when they're on these tours. And, you know, we always try to make sure that when they have something to say, it's very relevant and it's going to affect people. People are going to walk away and they're going to think about what these people from the past had to say. Now, Julie, when you talk about the pandemic, did you mean that people in, say, the 1918 time, do you have people from the flu epidemic? We do have people who passed from the epidemic. We have people who have experienced isolation in some really different forms. I mean, we think that we were so isolated when things were were shut down with COVID in the beginning. You don't know isolation until you're sitting at the top of the world in a weather station. And I've got a gentleman buried in the Dunmore Cemetery who was stationed in a a weather station in the Arctic in the 1880s, 1890s. He does eventually come back when he gets out of service with the group that he's with. He comes back, and then he ends up at a bunch of different weather stations out west, and eventually he lands in Scranton, Pennsylvania. 
So he talks about isolation. Like, we all think, oh, it was so bad, it was, it was horrible. Well, here's a whole different deal. We think it was bad. We at least could see neighbors when you looked out the window. This guy's looking out, and he's not seeing anything. So he addresses isolation and how it affected the rest of his life. One of the other things that we know about the Dearly Departed players is you care about the cemetery as a place, as a place to be maintained and respected and really part of the community. We do. We've been out there so many years. The people that are at rest in that cemetery are like our family. And since the pandemic and since the drive-throughs, in addition to doing the tours, we started decorating the cemetery a little bit to give it somewhat of of a a harvest spin. And people are really enjoying that. In fact, it's drawing more children in who have questions about cemeteries and, you know, how they should behave. And we do. We talk to them when we're out there during rehearsal. We talk to kids. You know, they like the decorations. We don't have all kinds of spooky stuff out there. Again, it's a harvest theme. We've even heard from people who had to go out to the cemetery to attend funerals, and they said it was such a comfort to drive through that cemetery and see those harvest decorations. So you know what? We've got a lot going on there. We've got history. We've got culture. I always say the dearly departers are like these ambassadors for fall that come out every year. And we're going to tell you, you know, you live in a good place. Everything is going to be all right. And, And that's our deal out in that cemetery. On a lot of levels, we're out there to tell people that things are going to be okay. And that's why you get crowds, Julie, of what, 800? We've had crowds up to 800 each weekend. So you're seeing 800 one week, 800 another, 1,600 people. Sometimes, I think, over two weeks, there have been times that we've seen 2,000. Over the last 20 years, we think at least 20,000 people have come through those gates to see the cemetery tours. They come from all over the United States. Mind-boggling. That's why, in part, the filmmaker, Luz Cabreles, wanted to explore this phenomenon. She was new to the region, and she found out what you all were doing, and she has made a film. Tell us about that. Luz is wonderful. She is such a positive force in this area. She came to me a few years ago, and she said that she wanted to start recording us out in the cemetery, and I, I don't know anything about film. But I said, yeah, why not? Let her go. Let her do her thing. And she ended up making this wonderful documentary about the Dunmore Cemetery Tour. It's been seen internationally. It's won international awards. And and it's just wonderful. I mean, she captures the beauty of the place. Even with the aerial photography, like, when you're down in that and you're doing a tour, I can stand there and I can look at that crowd and say, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people here. There's probably 500 people here today. Okay, it's all cool. When I saw her aerial footage of the number of people that were moving through that cemetery, I was absolutely staggered. She has captured some amazing moments. She's going to do a premiere so that people in this area can see this award-winning documentary. We will be at St. Lucie's Parish Hall on September 30th, and the doors will open at 6 p.m. And at 7, we're going to show the film. For the hour before that, we're going to have a meet and greet. We're going to have some giveaways and and refreshments and things like that. But Luz is just wonderful, such a positive force in this area, and she did a beautiful job with this documentary. The other thing we need to mention is that you are a consummate researcher and a real student of the history of the region, and you have turned up things like you've put a name and a face 
on one of the people who was thought to be homeless and, and just another number in the Friends section. But you've been doing some research that is leading to yet another book. Yeah, it's actually done. Of course, the tour, the tour comes along and just blows everything out of the water. You can't get to move forward until you get past a tour. But I've been working on, and, and this, again, is, is years. I think that there's a very good possibility that this area had a serial killer. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I know who he was <laughs> and who he killed. And, of course, we're looking at this like a 100 and some years after the fact. But I'm going to publish this and toss it out there, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Because think of how easy it would have been for somebody to do something like that a hundred and some years ago. You don't have all the cameras that you do today. Anybody could hop on a train and go from place to place and do whatever. You don't have the interconnection of all the police stations and things like that. So you could be committing crimes all over the place and not get caught. So that's where I am now. I have four four books out previous to this, but um, as soon as the tour gets over, I'm going to start getting this one together so it's ready for next year. Was it just a gut feeling you had when you came across someone in the cemetery and you wondered how that could have happened? It sort of did. It's just odd how the whole thing came along. Many, many years ago, when I first started working on the tour, I would say probably 15, 16, 17 years ago, when I was first starting to get things together for the dearly departed players, when we were doing the first tours, I found an article about a woman who had something very unique happen to her in the way of being arrested. And she wasn't buried in the cemetery, so I really couldn't use her, but I remembered this woman all these years. Well, the years go on, and I, I wrote Murder in Scranton a few years back, and after I got finished with that, I thought, well, that's it. But then this woman from many, many years ago with the very odd thing that happened to her resurfaced again. And when she did, from looking, from figuring out who she was and, and what happened to her, and at the time when, when she ran into the trouble she did, the police and, and the officials were saying she was lying. I managed to prove that the woman was telling the truth, and it led to other murders. It's, it's staggering that this one woman with this bit of information from 15, 16, 17 years ago stuck with me all these years. And when I hit it, it was like, wow, she's out there. It's amazing how they, when they want to be found, you can find them. <laughs> They're brilliant. They all, they all come about in their time. They all come about and and it, it has nothing to do with the other side or whatever. I just think it's it's just like the group of people that are on this tour this year. They all perfectly fit what we've been through, and they can help, and they can offer advice, and they can offer uplifting words. So they make this incredible combination of people, and it's my job to find them. So all these years, it's been like a giant egg hunt. You know, like I, I have a basket, and I'm filling a basket, and I'm saving them. And at the time I open the eggs, well, maybe it's an egg I can use at that moment, but maybe it's not. And some eggs I open, and, yeah, that's the gold one with a big prize in it. But it's like a giant egg hunt. And, and I just keep putting eggs in my basket, and some of them get used now, and some of them get used later. Julie, tell us the specific dates and how people go about showing up 
We will be in the Dunmore Cemetery on October 2nd and 9th. The tours begin at 2 p.m. Folks should start to get there at least by 1.30 because we do get, we get significant crowds. As far as parking, I believe that people park all the way down the street from the cemetery down toward Dunmore High School because they can't park in the cemetery. There's never any trouble. The neighbors are wonderful. They say it happens two days a year. They're cool with people parking wherever. Everybody needs to wear comfortable shoes. They need to bring a bottle of water if they need that. Some folks come and they do half the tour this week and half the following week. You know, it's a nice slow walk through the cemetery, and the admission is free. That's it. Just show up, and we'll be thrilled to see them. Julie Esty, founder and artistic director of the Dearly Departed Players, speaking about the annual Dunmore Cemetery Tour, held each October on the cemetery grounds at 400 Church Street in Dunmore, just outside Scranton. This year, the dates are October 2nd and 9th Sundays. The start time is 2 o'clock, though Julie does suggest we try to arrive by 1.30. For more information, find the Dunmore Cemetery Tour on Facebook. In addition, the premiere of the award-winning documentary about the Dunmore Cemetery Tour, produced by Luz Cabrales and Scranton Films, will take place on Friday, September 30th at St. Lucie's Parish Hall, 949 Scranton Street in Scranton, with a reception at 6 and screening at 7. Again, you can find all the details at facebook.com slash the Dunmore Cemetery Tour. <laughs>